To another gospel rant on the Enneagram. I'm Dr. Bill Sinyard. I'm with my special guest, as always, Allie Sinyard. Uh, hey, Allie, I thought we had a great time looking at Enneagram number threes. I was not in a, in a, in a great place, but, and I'm not quite sure why, but, but I, I, I liked it, and, and I learned, and uh, I don't think I'm a three, but, uh, but yeah, I've, I've grown in my appreciation for a three. Good. <laughs> so hopefully I'll, I'll be in a better mood talking about fours uh, because fours are, are very interesting, special, complicated people, right? And they would love that you just gave them that description. Is that you mean really seriously? You're not being sarcastic. Yes. Okay. Well, nope, not it. being that, sarcastic. That's our, that's our <laughs> gospel rant. <today. laughs> yep. Um. And again, threes would love to know that you appreciate them more. <laughs> so you just gave two very specific compliments to two oh, good. very different numbers. Well, good, good, because I probably lost audience last time. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, so fours uh, are described by the Road Back to You, a book that I'm using and you've recommended as artistic. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Okay. And here's the quick overview. What's it like to be a four? Uh, says the author. I like things that are unconventional, dramatic, and refined. I'm definitely not a fan of the ordinary. Two, I never f- really felt like I belonged. Wow. Three, I have so many feelings in a day, it's hard to know which ones to pay attention to first. Four, some people think I'm aloof, but I'm really just unique. Five, in social situations, I tend to hang back and wait for others to approach me. Six, melancholy is comfortable for me. Now, that's a sentence that I would never uh, put together. Melancholy is comfortable for me. So it's annoying when people try to cheer me up. <laughs> Seven, I'm not like everyone else. Phew. Eight, I'm very sensitive to criticism, and it takes me a while to get over it. Nine, I spend a lot of time trying to explain myself. Ten, when people tell me what to do, I'm often tempted to do the opposite. Eleven, sometimes I just disappear and go radio silent for a few days. Twelve, I'm okay with sad songs, sad stories, and sad movies. Overly happy people give me a headache. (laughs) Thirteen, so I wonder what choruses they like in church. Thirteen, I feel there is something essentially lacking in me. Ouch. Fourteen, it's really hard for me to settle into a relationship because I'm always looking for my ideal soulmate. Fifteen, I'm self-conscious. It's hard for me to to find my place in a room full of people. Sixteen, people say I'm too intense and my feelings overwhelm them. Seventeen, I'm either an artist or highly creative. I come up with one amazing creative idea after another. It's executing them that's hard. Eighteen, lots of people misunderstand me and it makes me frustrated. Nineteen, I pull people in, but then I get nervous and push them away. Twenty, I worry a lot about abandonment. Fun people. Yeah. I like the creative part, and, and I get it. I mean, so a lot of uh, poets and, and actors, maybe, and art, artists, musicians, I can, see, I can see them fitting into this category quite a bit. Um, but uh, hard to have relationships. Um, 
Maybe. I think, so the thing that I really envy about fours is they are extremely in touch with their emotion. Um, And also like to a crippling amount at times, right? So it talked about kind of that I feel a lot of things and I'm not sure which Mm -hmm. thing to feel. Um, But they are so aware of how they feel, which is why they tend to make awesome artists. It doesn't mean that every four is an artist, but um, tend towards creativity because they're able to connect with that deep personhood that for for lots of other types, it's very hard to, to truly know, right? So their, their sense of self, they're confident in who they are, um, but that doesn't always, um, it's not always perceived as confidence, right? They just know really deeply who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that does stem from that, oh, I've always felt like I was on the outside, like there was something yeah. different about me. Mm-hmm. There was always something I was lacking, like there's some joke that I'm not in on that everyone else is sure of, which again, I mean, that's Evanescence. That's Avril Lavigne. That's like, and again, their type of music, I can't say who they are, but those are um, people who are able to speak and connect to the misfits. So my experience of fours is not that they're bad and not that they're bad at relationship. They so, um, so deeply desire real intimacy and are not afraid of it like other numbers. Um, but, but find it elusive. I mean, the, uh, Amy Winehouse is one mentioned by the book, which mm-hmm. totally fits. And one, my, one of my favorite artists, Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like to, on one end of the spectrum, you can look at the people who kind of pull away from people as their response. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, it talks about in that list, um, they, they hunger for like the soulmate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, in my experience, makes fours go deep really quickly, right? Like they are the people who are like, hey, this is who I am and are not afraid to um, to bring up the messy. Um, so they although they might be aloof and harder to get to know initially, mm-hmm. once they've decided to get to know you, you truly mm-hmm. know them. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if that's fair to say, but mm-hmm. I think go deep with you. Yeah. Even, yeah. Even I mean, if, they, if they find that you're that person, you'll yeah. be, that you will be one of their rocks. Yeah, could be. And, and I think they also connect through that melancholy, right? Like if you are able to sit with someone in brokenness, I, I forget where I was reading this. Um, but like a four is somebody that you want with you in times of mourning, right? Cause they know how to be sad with you. Yeah, Whereas like, like visitation pastors or chaplains yeah, or, or yeah. doctors and nurses. Right. Cause they're not going to try to fix you. They're just going to be like, be present and they know how to, they know how to be there. Whereas, mm-hmm. whereas a one, although again, could be great in crisis and could be great in these moments. Cause I'm not going to make a generalization, yeah. but would have a tendency towards trying to fix the problem. Right. But a four can sit with you and go, wow, yeah. that must be so hard. Like they're not going to, they're not going to minimize or distract. They're going to, be with you um which i think gives them a really unique power so what makes a four happy 
Oh, I mean, what makes anyone happy? I don't. (laughs) So the melancholy thing has always confused me to an extent, except for the like not being afraid of, of dark emotion. Right. So like being able to sit there in sadness, wanting to connect with people through shared brokenness. Um, And, And when they connect, does that make them happy? So yes, but I would also say that it's not, I don't think personality ever defines emotion. Okay. Right. Like there is core emotion that like is linked to all this. So maybe that's not fair to say, but like, like any, any number can feel and will feel all of the emotions at some mm-hmm. point. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't think you can see a sad or depressed person and be like, Oh, you're a four. No. <laughs> well, they might be, but right. they also could just be sad or depressed. depressed. That's right. Yeah. And so I think in the same way, fours feel very deeply but they feel all emotions very deeply so they're not known by sadness they're not known by Mm -hmm. anger i would say i know fours who experience joy so deeply like are so deeply moved by joy because they're they're peak people right so they're like feeling joy and they're the most exuberant like unabashed version of themselves, and then when they're sad they are going to be yeah, so helpful. sad and feel that so deeply oh that's helpful so it's not necessarily this i'm always de- like eeyore type right right um, so it's not eeyore worship freely yeah Totally. Right. Because I, and even a healthy four who's like, okay, I've never felt like I need to fit in and like realizing like, I don't need to fit in like that Mm -hmm. in worship. Can you imagine like not, yeah, not needing to succumb Mm -hmm. to social norms because they've always been striving for uniqueness. Um, I would suspect that they would demand or desire, whichever one you prefer, really deep, thoughts and songs and reality and, and authenticity. And so not just happy, yeah. happy forces, you know? Yes. Yep. And force can see through that, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. They would yeah. resist that, wouldn't they? Yeah. Or walk out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 I can see a lot of so, almost maybe being fours. I mean, they're going deep. The Psalm 88 darkness is my closest friend, but then there's mm-hmm. joyful stuff as well. That is just kind of over the top. But I guess if you were four, it's not yeah. over the top. Well, and so that's where I wonder too, like talking about darkness being my only friend, right? How often do people of all numbers feel that? Yeah. But how rare is it for someone to actually say it and be like, nope, this is where I'm at. Yeah. And that's why I think fours have this sense of bravery of like, nope, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. darkness is my only friend or my, you know, like mm-hmm. I think that would take a lot for hypothetically a seven to say right where you don't want to to claim pain um a four is 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 able to express that are they able to connect i mean emotionally do they have the emotional awareness we've been talking about that some uh to to help other people who are not fours come to grips Mm -hmm. with these kind of emotions that would be really helpful so so the question was are they emotionally can help, aware and they help other people like nines and fives and, and and ones to actually come to grips with you know you know you know we're not we're not going to deflect here we're not going to be talking about the grass growing how are you really feeling 
mm-hmm. conversations. Totally. Um, and I would say self-aware people can help other people become self-aware no matter what their number is. But yeah, I think fours naturally offer um, that self-awareness. So in, um, in growth mm-hmm. or in security, a four, <laughs> excuse me, takes on um, the attributes of a one which has the desire to fix and to perfect, right? And so a four in a healthy place can take on those um, constructive criticism kind of traits and they can, right? Whether it's about themselves or or another person, like they could Mm -hmm. sit with someone in relationship. Um, Now in, yeah, I don't know if that fully answers the question because I, I do think, yeah, I think a four if they're not fully consumed, right? Like if, mm-hmm. and that's true with anyone, if you're not fully just thinking mm-hmm. of your own emotions, you can right. help others see whether that's just expressing it and letting someone else see that it's okay to express mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. or whether that's knowing what questions to ask mm-hmm. or knowing how to say like, mm-hmm. Hey, I've felt this way. Is that what you're feeling right now? Um, mm-hmm. Almost like a multiple choice mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. But in st- so in stress, and I thought this was reversed, which is why I was going to bring this up, and I keep flipping it. In stress, they take on um, the some attributes of the two, um, or the need to be needed. Um, so when a four um, is under stress, they can get to the point where they, um, yeah, they need other people mm-hmm. to then validate that they are needed or validate that they are wanted. Um, so it becomes a, I am in this melancholy. I see this, like, why aren't you here? And these unspoken expectations can show up. Yeah. Um, Which can be off-putting to people who, to, who want to. Right. So, it, yeah. Yeah. Could shut down a five or, or a, could, could run head, head, headlong into the buzzsaw of a one. Yeah. So it, it talks about fours being, I think the center of the heart triad or they're like, they're ruled by heart and five is ruled by head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you think about like the juxtaposition of like a four being like, I don't know if I can explain this, but I feel this. And a five being like, I need you to give me some logic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why do you feel this? Or your feelings are wrong. Right. Yeah, yeah. But a four being like, I need to trust my gut on this. Um, and again, people are different in the midst of this. Um, but a four is going to be much more mm-hmm. self-aware mm-hmm. and also um, motivated by emotion. So, I mean, in our engage groups, I mean, you know, people who don't know what that is, they go to the website and look at engage groups. But it would be good to have a four because they would be – as a matter of fact, you want them to start the discussion around the circle because yeah. they're going to go deep. Totally. Yep. Did you know that the number one cause of death – of uh, men, young men and women, 10 to 24 in Colorado, the number one cause of death now is suicide. It's skyrocketed. And, and I'm just wondering, would the fours be the, the ones most able to communicate the gospel mm-hmm. to, to folks who are depressed and hurting and anxious and have no hope? Mm-hmm. I mean, a five wouldn't because it's not right. reason anymore. It's, it's midbrain stuff. It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's emotion, 
the scattered emotions, chaotic emotions, they can't, they can't uh, figure out, they can't categorize. So somebody's got to be there and go, yeah, that's, that's self-hatred or, or yeah, that's a lack of hope. That's despair. I mean, and, and, and to have somebody who's been there and gets it and is aware of it and can, can tell, and can tell the story would seem to be very, very helpful. Maybe yeah. more fours. Maybe fours go to counseling. That's what I was about to say. Maybe we need more fours in counseling, but maybe we have them. Hmm. I think <laughs> we have a lot of people in counseling. <laughs> like, well, if we're looking at the millennial <laughs> generation, it's it's not just one type of person that's going. It's yeah. it's a movement. It's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. As, as we're describing this, there's a lady. I'm not going to mention her name, but who fits this like a to to a T. Hmm. and she's uh at, at her best she she demanded em, uh, graciously demanded conversations go down to the emotional level hmm. and she was a she she was a magnet for hurting people hmm. yeah. she was and and when she was not healthy she was you know she struggled with self victimization and and uh, uh and depression hmm. playing the victim but, but then two, two days later, she'd come and admit it. Hmm. So I, I, it's, it seems like she fits as a four to me. Yeah. But she was, yeah, she was an amazing igniter of worship and prayer and, and uh, ministry. And, uh, yeah, she would, she would enter conversations with anyone, fearless, right. at an emotional right. level. I mean, right. where fives would never tread. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I have, I have respect for this bunch, even though, yeah, they, they can, yeah, they can be, uh, un, unhealthy ones. Uh, according to the book, uh, the deadly sin is envy. Or even just like the thing that they feel that they are missing, right? Cause it's that sense of everyone else belongs because they have X, Y, or Z. Yeah. So if I only had that, I yeah. would be a part of this. That longing to belong. The longing to belong. Yeah. You know, I think I like the force. Personally. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I'm just saying. You're supposed I, to like every number. I like every number, but, but I'm just going, you know, I really appreciate the, the, uh, the force ability to, to un, unpile people's emotions. And I think we need yeah. to know that. Uh, my Hebrew professor years ago said that we need more po- poets in Old Testament study, because mm. three quarters of the Old Testament is poetry, but it's, it's not just because it's poetry, because there's emotions, emotiveness, and uh, people who are real cognitive look at look at the structure and can unpack it, but they don't get to the heart of the thing. And so he said we needed more poets, and he's right. He's absolutely right. Maybe we need more yeah. fools leading worship and and writing commentaries, and I don't know, preaching. So what, what good would the gospel, the single uncluttered gospel do for me right now? But uh, <laughs> And for those people who are just checking in, let me remind people what we mean uh, when we're talking about the simple uncluttered gospel. And here it is. Jesus follower, strictly because of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago, God has to love you. He loves you as you are, not as you should be or could be. He loves you as much as the father loves the son and the son loves the father. He can't love you anymore, whether you're a four or three or a two or a one. He, he loves you as you are. 
And that makes a difference. And, and the way we can experience that is by asking the Holy Spirit to make me get that, make me believe that. I can't do it on my own. It, I can't just convince myself that's the wrong muscle group. I actually need the Spirit's power to actually make me feel hugged by God today and then tomorrow and then the next day. So what difference would that make in a, in a Enneagram number four or an unhealthy Enneagram number four? Yeah. Uh, you have been given eternal significance and identity that cannot be marred and is lacking in nothing. And what would that make a four look like or feel like? Um, Less self-pitying, I suppose. Yeah, and also uh, the maybe a slight decrease in the need to prove their significance. Um, so that striving for uniqueness comes from I need to, I need to be significant in the world. What am I going to be known by? Um, right. We yeah. don't talk much about the striving for uniqueness, but yeah, they they would resist being put in any box. Like like saying you're a number four would, right. they would not appreciate. Exactly. Yeah. So you have significance. You are known deeply. Um, you are. Yeah, unique. and God I, loves you in your uniqueness. And your uniqueness. In fact, he was very intentional with it. And you are lacking in nothing. Um, yeah. And then I just think the the realization of truly being made in his image, including all of the many facets of the emotions. Um, and looking right. at that as as a celebration and something that's needed in the kingdom. Um, more so than something that is controlling. Yeah, now you're now you're stepping on some toes. We're talking about an emotional God. Yeah, a God who feels sorrow and feels right. Jesus, Jesus wept. wept. It's right, he wept over Jerusalem. Yeah, um, and, and Jesus and, and God writes poetry. Obviously, much much of the right. Bible is loaded with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So God actually made you in your emotions, and you're penetrating. As you penetrate your broken emotions, right, the, the all creation groans emotion, in some ways you're digging into the depths of God and his nature. Mm-hmm. And through his spirit, you can, your heart can be truly broken for what breaks his heart, which is such a common prayer. But I think the fours can experience that yeah, and so, um, so more readily. Enneagram four, I'm feeling a little bit envious because that's something I struggle with is to is to get in touch with my emotions and name them and be okay with that. And and these folks yeah. don't have that problem. <laughs> yeah. So now maybe you're a four because you're coming <laughs> into that envy. I think the more I learn, I was a one, I'm a two, I'm a three, I'm a four. I, look, I think I am the <laughs> universal number, whatever that is. There you go. Or else I just don't know who I am. <laughs> I'll be whatever. So you might be a nine. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's why we save the best for last. All right, Allie. Thanks again. Uh, we're getting great reviews on, on the, I'm not sure why, but we're getting great reviews on these conversations. And it seems to be helping a lot of people. And I'm, matter of fact, I'm talking to a lot of people who've been hearing about, you'll appreciate this. They've been hearing about Enneagrams. And, and a person yes, a couple of days ago said, yeah, I have a friend in Nashville. It's all over Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. The it is. It is. Of the world. The millennials. Yep. Nashville. 
but it, it is helpful, and, and I do find it interesting, and it is causing me to appreciate um, the differences. So that, that's good. Yeah, and that's the goal. There we go. All right, all right. So next time uh, we'll we'll look into the Enneagram number five, and uh, that's one that I thought I was, but I don't think I am anymore. But we'll see. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Allie. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time on Gospel Rants. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.